Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Work Rate Podcast. This is our AEW review. This is about, like, number 76 or something. I don't know. I haven't really been keeping track. I'm joined, as always, by Brad. Brad, how are you? I am quite cold. We're having, like, a mini blizzard here in Oklahoma, so it's been cold. It's, like, like 20 degrees below freezing right now. It's very cold. Yes, that sounds <laughs> shit. Yeah, it's it's terrible. I can't even get out of my driveway right now. There's so much snow on my driveway. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like lot, like lots and lots of snow. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It's, it's, I think I mean, it's for stopped. you guys. It's kind of, it's interesting for you. Yeah. So your your city shut down. Oh yeah, yeah. We got a bit of that like overnight, but it wasn't it wasn't that bad. And like Toronto's prepared for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like our big one happened a couple weeks ago where we just got buried it took me took us like three days to like completely dig ourselves out wow yeah anyways yeah yeah, so let's get into some wrestling um let's start with the news um i guess the biggest was that last week or i guess just a few days ago um brian kendrick was granted his release from wwe Everyone was like, oh, Brian Kendrick. I like him. An hour later, like literally an hour later, Brian Kendrick was announced for a match with John Moxley and everybody rejoiced. We're like, yeah. yay, we're going to get Brian Kendrick, who we all love. We all love Spanky versus uh, <laughs> that nickname's actually the origins of that. The rumor is, is uh, kind of gross. Mm. Just think about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's a masturbation reference <laughs> about him. Um, yeah, but uh, it's uh, Brian uh, Brian Kendrick, um, who is Brian Danielson's very good friend, versus John Moxley. And, and we're like, okay, cool. This is a cool way to uh, have Moxley beat up Danielson's friend. Potentially, Kendrick could join AEW. This is cool. We've all really loved him. And then, like, uh, I guess overnight, someone posted a a video that he took, like, 10 years ago, or that he did 10 years ago, where it's a conspiracy theory video, and he's got some wild opinions, or some wild theories, like, yes. hollowed out moon being, like brought into our universe by a higher power lizard people 9-11 was a hoax but then it, that's bad enough but then it started but he has other theories that are out there that are that sandy hook was a hoax and that the holocaust he's a holocaust mm-hmm. denier so yeah. fuck brian kendrick is yeah. the overall opinion of him now beloved figure a day ago like 48 hours ago but as of 24 hours ago, everybody hates this man. Yeah. Um, yeah. He got fired from, well, he got let go from two companies in like 24 hour span, which is pretty nuts. Yeah. He got <laughs> essentially fired from AEW before he even wrestled. Yes. Because he was likely, I mean, I'd say it's, there's a good chance he would have been signed. Yeah. Because at I'm the very sure, least as a coach, maybe. Yeah. I was going to say, because that's what he'd been doing in WWE. So I'm sure they would. Wanted to use him for that role in AEW as well because he's got he's been wrestling since like 2000, so mm-hmm. he's got a lot of experience. But 
and a lot of friends. That's mm-hmm. that's the crazy thing is that lots of well-respected people loved him, which is kind of weird. Like mm-hmm. Colt Cabana, a mm-hmm. Jewish man, said like, "Hey, Spanky's coming." Mm-hmm. He tweeted when that happened, and he would have wrestled with him in Ring of Honor. Um, CM Punk would have wrestled with him. The Punk, the Bucks wrestled with him. Brian Danielson's his very good friend. Mm-hmm. So it's it's wild <laughs> to think about. But I guess uh, it doesn't matter how many times you've said it. Like something as bad as that. Mm-hmm. If you never say it again, but it comes back out, that's it. Yeah. And then he apologized on Twitter, and it was bad, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, those aren't my opinions, and they've never been my opinions. You said it, though. (laughs) You're on film. (laughs) You can't... Like, what? were the lizard people controlling your brain at that time? Like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck? Yeah. Like, don't put stupid shit on the internet. Yes. Yeah. End of story. <laughs> that, that's just it. So that's too bad. We didn't get that match, which thank God that they Tony was quick on firing him. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that like once that happened, Darby Allen started trending Yeah, and I clicked on it and it was just like, okay, what about Darby? Mm-hmm. Like hundreds of tweets saying, okay, yeah, but what about Darby and Jay Lethal? I was like, yeah, well, that's what happens when you selectively decide to uh, hold the people at your company to a to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't like uh, take with one hand and give with the other. Yeah, you gotta. Essentially, it's as long if uh, if you haven't already been hired and put in a prominent position then they don't want you when you when you screw up. But if you're already there and in a prominent position, they'll just bury it. Mm-hmm. Is essentially what's happened. Yeah. Other than Jay Lethal, which I guess kind of goes against that, but Yeah. Anyways, it's complicated. They gotta they gotta watch themselves with how vehemently Tony Khan comes out yeah, to squash some... certain things when yeah. people are just like, yeah, but those guys are right there and we keep we keep people keep tweeting about this and asking about this and nobody wants to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's a little weird. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's... only if there's like a uh, concrete evidence. Like yeah. He's on film. Mm-hmm. So they got him or when Sammy was caught on, on tape. And oh, so he gosh, had to I forgot apologize. All about that stuff. What he said about Sasha Banks. Then he go to like, therapy for a month or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he went to therapy for a month and then also donated all his money mm-hmm. from that time to a to a charity. And Sasha did uh say that she forgave him and she talked to him. So that that's one that's one significant part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh But back to Dynamite. So we got we did get a replacement for Brian Kendrick and it was Big Utes. It was Wheeler Utah. Yeah, versus uh versus Mox, and that was f- awesome because the first time they wrestled, Yuta got obliterated. I think with one move, he just got hit with a paradigm shift, and yeah, I think this... it actually put him on the DL for a bit. Yeah, was this when they were? This is before the tournament. Tournament just tournament. before, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they started, you could tell they were going to start turning Mox. So heel, yeah, yeah, he. I think he knocked him out for a bit. 
Yeah. On that, like he dropped him right on the button on the top mm-hmm. of his head for that one. But no, Yuta showed skill early in this one. He looked really good. He uh he went to the well with his uh with his shotgun drop kick a few too many times and mm-hmm. then ended up getting caught as a result. But he was showing no fear. I like that he was he was out wrestling Moxley and whenever Moxley felt that he was getting overwhelmed, he would just slap Yuta in the face or give yeah. him chops and just knock him down. He's like, Enough of this kid. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to out I know I can't beat you with the athleticism because you got me got mm-hmm. me beat there. So like he would anytime Yuta was getting the upper hand, he'd just start brawling with them. But they were having a good back and forth. And it was awesome. Yeah, uh, especially a lot of fun. Moxley was really putting him over. And it wasn't a long match, but it felt like competitive. Mm-hmm. And Mox at one point rolled to the outside and and he uh he looks at Orange Cassidy, backs him off, and then he turns around and there is Danhausen cursing him, going, Arr! Yeah. And cursing him. And then Moxley at first took a step back and his eyes got big, and then they narrowed. And he started walking towards him. Yeah. <laughs> and just as he started walking towards him, Yuta came out of the sky like he was friggin' nightcrawler mm-hmm. and just splashed on him, and it was beautiful. Yeah. Um Dang. You saying him be a nightcrawler? Thinking about it, if Yuta could do a German accent, he'd be a perfect nightcrawler. Yeah, he'd be good. He'd be good. Um, yeah, he was a uh, Yuta. Even got a couple near falls, which was nice. Um, I really loved that they were finally showing what you what Yuta could do, and they just let him go mm-hmm. with the with the best of the best. And that's kind of what happens when these fill in matches happen. They're like, uh, just go. Mm-hmm. just do your thing and yeah. this is what happens and eventually moxley did just beat him with a paradigm shift which is fine um because this is Yuta versus moxley he should beat him but i'm mm-hmm. glad that Yuta looked really good in yeah. this loss and then danielson comes out and he's he starts talking about how when he was in wwe he was watching moxley and he saw how great of a champion he was while he was in WWE, he was watching him and he's like, Oh yeah, I really want to go over there and I want to face this Moxley. I want to face this great champion, uh, arguably the greatest AEW champion. But he's like, but now that I'm here and I see you, I think we'd actually be better together. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, we're, we're here in AEW and we've got, we've got a millennial cowboy as a champion, he doesn't deserve it. We've got a dinosaur as a champion. He doesn't deserve it. We've got a vlogger as a champion. He doesn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. He's like, if you and I teamed up, we could be the world champion. We could be the TNT champion. We could be tag champions. If we had each other's back, he's like, because if somebody had your back, you would still be the, uh, a W world champion, but you're a loner. He's like, and, and we could take people under our wings. Look at Wheeler Yuta. He's out here with a couple of goofballs, but we saw how, how he stood toe-to-toe with you. What about Lee Moriarty? What about Daniel Garcia? Basically just fucking naming the stable that we were saying Danielson yeah. <laughs> should make for Shooter two months. Stable. Yeah, yeah, we've like, been talking about this forever. And I think most of Twitter was. Yeah. Most, of, most of people were talking about that, and this just shows that they're listening. Because 
Who knows if that's going to happen? But it just shows that they've been paying attention to like when those guys started showing up right when Danielson got signed and mm-hmm. everyone's saying, oh, they should start a stable. Mm-hmm. This is it. And he's saying, Moxley, I'm going to essentially I'm going to give you a week. You don't have to respond right away. But I think we can I think we can do something here. Mm-hmm. And. And Moxley didn't shut it down. He's just he's kind of nodding along. He's like, OK, you're a little weird. You're a little weirdo, but uh, I think you're speaking the truth. And and Danielson's like, the fans might not like me, but they like what I'm saying. Because the fans were cheering along with them. And yeah, this is so cool. Yes, I would love them to start some shooter stable and then uh, Mox and Danielson do the two-man power trip and just have all the belts. That'd be awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it would be so good. Um, And it opens up a lot of possibilities. You can have Moxley say yes, and then you have this five person just fucking shooter unit yeah. with one weird brawler <laughs> being Moxley, which is kind of funny because those other guys are very much in the vein of Danielson, <laughs> but not necessarily in the vein of Moxley. Yeah. But he's got those shooter shorts that he can put on and he does. He does. He, he, goes, he goes to blood sports. And <laughs> yeah. We could also have Moxley saying no and maybe aligning himself with, Kingston or somebody else and then and then those two guys would um face off against uh face off against Danielson and his guys mm-hmm. like um, that'd be cool like maybe it's maybe you have like uh Moxley with Kingston and Private Party or so- something like that mm-hmm. um you mean proud and powerful proud, proud and powerful yes sorry they're both PMP yeah, PMP tag teams. <laughs> um, or he, or we have Danielson just runs through. He beats Seidel. Then he beats, I don't know, um, who's a... Uh, then he beats Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Then he, maybe then uh, he and one of those, one of those two guys beats uh, 2.0. And then he's gradually recruiting all these guys. Mm-hmm. In the end, I think Moxley's probably not joining him. I don't think so, because I think at Revolution, it's going to be Mox versus Danielson. But I think there's a good chance that two of those guys will join Danielson. Mm -hmm. I can see that for sure. Like, they're already... They've been hinting at a Yuta split from... Best Friends. From Best Friends for a bit. And I wasn't sure if it was going to be Yuta or Trent that would split, but they've been building conflict there Mm -hmm. subtly for a while and garcia as much as i love him with 2.0 is bigger than Mm 2.0 like they're great have 2.0 with danielson too that'd be hilarious i bet (laughs) (laughs) i just like i would just like to see two like because they're constantly in trios matches i'd love to just see them get in tag matches Mm -hmm. like they don't have to be in um always in that mix yeah but yeah it's uh there's a lot that they can do there it's very exciting um of those guys i feel like moriarty fits the least but uh what i liked i liked uh moriarty 
and Garcia. I think maybe not Yuta because he was on the show, but Moriarty and Garcia, both of them tweeted out, like, "Um, sorry, what's Danielson saying?" Yeah, <laughs> like I, saw after... Mo- I saw Lee Moriarty's tweet. He's like, "Wait, did you say my name?" And then I think Garcia just tweeted out, "Interesting" or something like that. Or he's he's like, "I'm listening" or like something <laughs> like that. I saw two point tweeted something like, "Just like." Hey, 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 you shut your mouth. <laughs> you can't have, give me back my son. Amber Alert. No, that's not. Yeah. Joke. <laughs> I'm going to delete that. Delete that from the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'll end up like Kendrick. <laughs> okay. No, so, oh, of man. Deletes, speaking no. of somebody being afraid that they're going to get canceled. Mm-hmm. So the next thing that we had was we had another brandy versus um not adam lambert Lambert, dan lambert segment um and it is terrible they did it again they just ran back the thing that everyone hated Mm -hmm. and yeah i didn't see any positives from this on twitter or any other social media no one likes this (laughs) no nobody likes this it's uncomfortable Mm-hmm. It's misogynist. Now it's racist too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just overall terrible. I'm actually no. It was it was a uh, racially tone deaf before as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one good line this whole promo. Oh, there was a good line, and I'll say that now. Um, Brandy saying that the only reason they hired Ethan Page was to get a Josh Alexander. Yeah, was amazing. Mm-hmm. That was a great line. Um, but Lambert, uh, again with the prostitute jokes, again with the jokes about her breasts, again with jokes about saying he and everyone else wants to slap the shit out of Brandy. Like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. And also, he and the men of the year are the ones getting cheered. So are you? Are you guys trying to babyface beating women and like uh, putting down sex workers? And you're just trying to babyface misogyny? Is that what's mm-hmm. happening here? Yeah, it's really weird. Doesn't make any sense. No, it's bad. It's really bad. Mm-hmm. And it's leaning into like that weird Twitter crowd that AEW does not want to be associated with. Mm hmm. Like that weird Jim Cornette like group of misogynists. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. leaning into that. And it's it's really un- like you're baby facing it. It's very strange. There's nothing yeah. good about it. And they had fucking Adam Lamb or Dam Lambert. I'm gonna call him Dam Lambert. Damn um Lambert. they had him talk about Brandy's code switching, which absolutely not mm-hmm. absolutely not you can't have an old misogynistic racist character talking about code switching that's yeah. fucked up yeah it is real bad um the only half decent thing was after brandy slapped him and then he made the joke about her being a prostitute um 
he said, well, someone else here wants to have a word with you. And Paige Van Zandt came out. It was like, okay, well, at least that's there. At the at least that's there. But the problem is that if you're running a going towards a match between Paige Van Zandt and Brandy, that match is going to be shit because you got yeah. somebody who's not a wrestler versus the worst women's wrestler in the company. Yeah, maybe they'll do like a tag match her and Cody versus Paige and someone from American Top Team. Maybe, but it's like, what's the point? Yeah, what's the end game here? I don't, I don't know. know. I, don't... I really thought Dan, Lam- Dan Lambert would be off TV after the inner circle loss, but nope. Yeah, I mean, I I'm beginning to think that um, that Tony Khan doesn't understand what go away he is. Yes, I was going to say this. This stuff's becoming like change the channel heat. Like, let me see what else is on. Because Brandy's getting, and I feel bad for her because she's not getting oh boo the heel heat. She's getting boo the woman heat. Mm-hmm. Boo the woman we don't like heat. Like she's getting go away heat. Like people legitimately can't stand her and not because of what she's putting out on the screen. It's because mm-hmm. of the position that they're putting in here, putting her in. Like who's the face in this scenario? It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Like you've got heels that we're supposed to dislike, but they're saying misogynistic things. So the crowd's cheering is like, Oh, that's not good. And yeah. you've got Brandy who's egging them on when they're booing her. So they're booing her, which I think she might be supposed to be the baby face here. Yeah. I can't tell. Um, it's all just bad. And the crowd I, chants shut the fuck up at Lambert in the past. And they're chanting at Brandy last night. <laughs> yeah, which they were chanting at Brandy last night. But in the past, they were saying it because they, they don't like him. Mm-hmm. Like it's not because they want to boo him. This isn't MJF. This I don't know. It's it's terrible. It's it's bad and it's it's a uh, it's another thing that Brandy's tried to do in AEW that hasn't gotten over. <laughs> which it's, sucks. Yeah. But yeah, I guess it, you could say it sucks or not if you'd like it or not. But I've just it's just everything she's tried to do. No one's liked. Well, it's just also always so ill-advised. Mm-hmm. Like they don't put her in positions to win. Yes, yes, that's yes, that's true. Because I like I like Brandy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when you put her in, when you put her best foot forward, she's great. But like Nightmare Collective was a terrible idea. The um thing with uh with Jade Cargill where she called her a heifer, that was a bad idea. Yeah. The, the open mic night thing. And then they double down on did open mic night again with Adam Lambert. And then they're Mm -hmm. like, you know what? Let's do it a third time and brought it, brought it out and did it again last night. It's like, guys, Mm -hmm. it seems like I understand it's it's loud, but people don't like it. Yeah, I think they're just like, oh, it's getting a reaction. Let's just keep doing it. And then it's like, you're no, not getting no. the your right reaction. You're not getting the, the right reaction. I don't know. And then, yeah, it's a, like, I feel bad for Brandy, but like, I don't know. I'd be booing you too. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, so 
Paige Van Zandt double leg Brandy into the corner and it was like, oh, she's going to beat down Brandy. This is kind of interesting. And then the lockers emptied and pulled them apart. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, fine. I mean, I hope that's a Rampage match. I hope it's not on Revolution. Yeah, I don't need to revolution. see a big long build of this. It better not. Yeah, Please. I don't want to see the match and I don't want to see. I'd rather see Paige Van Zandt fight someone else like Jade or something. Yeah, it's just as Paige Van Zandt signing to the company. Or are you just going to end up putting over Brandy? Which is fine, but like I tweeted about this a week or so ago. I don't, it doesn't seem right watching Brandy go over. And this is in this scenario, in this other scenario that I'm talking about, specifically um, accomplished indie wrestlers that we all know and love mm-hmm. and want to be signed. And yeah. should be signed to AEW, but instead they're jobbing out to Brandy Rhodes, and she is the much inferior wrestler to them. Like when she beat Willow Nightingale, and then tweeted about it, saying, "Who am I going to stretch next?" I'm like, "Don't you fucking dare!" I did not see that tweet, and it almost made me choke on my water that I was just drinking. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like, Willow Nightingale should be signed and pushed. Yes, 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 yes. Over yes. Brandy, like you're at the fucking bottom of the. Of the tier list, I'm sorry. Like, I, I genuinely like her, and I'm not, and try not to bash her, but like, it, this doesn't make sense. It's like pushing, I don't know, Michael Nakazawa over like Andrade, yeah. or like pushing <laughs> Michael Nakazawa over, let's say someone who's even like, I don't know, Jungle Boy or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, it doesn't. This doesn't compute. One person's mm-hmm. skill level is so much lower than the others. Yeah. And then they had her do the same thing to Kylan King. I'm like, no. Again, Kylan King should be signed and pushed on this company. Mm-hmm. She uh, she powered a... She was one of those indie talents that powered AEW through the pandemic when they needed them. Mm-hmm. Alongside Lee Johnson and... um. Alan Five Angels and all these guys who have been signed, but for some reason, Kylan King hasn't, and she's jobbing out to Brandy again. I'm like, ah, I don't. It's just there's a disconnect there. She's mm-hmm. the far inferior wrestler, and then they're what you're going to tell me that she's tougher than Paige Van Zant, a literal bare bare knuckle boxer. Yeah, <laughs> like fuck off. No, mm-hmm. like it's like when they when WWE would send out Shane McMahon. Yeah. Oh, speaking of news on Shane McMahon, he got fired from WWE again. Which yeah. who knows if it's real? I don't yeah, know. it could be a storyline. He's, he's but... been let go from a from WWE before. Mm-hmm. So who knows if he was just sent home because he was being a little turd, or if uh... I saw somebody, it made me. I had to do a double take because I thought they were like spoilers for Rampage, and they just photoshopped Shane McMahon in the ring. And I had to do a double take, because I was like, oh, what? Oh, this is not real. <laughs> I don't want that. Yeah. Want... There's... People love Shane McMahon, but there's not one Shane McMahon match that I like. Mm-hmm. Not one. I do not like it. His little fucking jukes and his stupid little punches. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't enjoy it. It's not good. Sure, he can jump off things. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I saw Jericho of jump that... off things, but we all made fun of him for that. Yeah, I was just going to say there's a bunch of guys that can do that. Yeah, like, give me someone who can actually wrestle. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
he just ends up getting they end up getting here's the thing the these family members of the executives end up getting pushed over the people with actual talent mm-hmm. and i do not like it yeah all right i don't want to harp on it anymore now let's harp on the aha ahfo the andrade yeah. hardy family it's, organization we're getting, we're getting back to that being them on uh rampage all the time we we were just talking about how it didn't seem like they're on rampage that much and we spoke way too soon yeah oh well um hardy uh he's back there he's dis- he's in the stairwell again he's uh he's disappointed with uh with proud and powerful with their loss on rampage i guess it was i didn't watch it um, yeah they had their tag title match against uh Against uh, Jungle Express. Jurassic Express, yes. Jurassic Express, whatever their name is. I can't ever remember. Jungle Cruise. <laughs> yeah. They had their, <laughs> their uh, loss to Jungle Cruise. Mm-hmm. He's saying how disappointed he was in them, but he says he's he's all about uh, second chances. So he's giving Isaiah Cassidy, he's put his name in to face, uh, to face Sammy for the TNT title on Rampage. And then Mark Quinn comes in. He's like, "Hey, I can do it." He's like, "No, no, no! It's this is Isaiah's." And there was one funny moment where Isaiah put up his fist, and then uh, Andrade and Jose come in, and yeah. Jose comes in like, off screen to fist bump him. Yeah, that was which funny. is funny. Yeah, um, and Andrade shows up, and Hardy's like, "Hey, Andrade, what?" What happened with this uh, with this new acquisition, Darby? You said you're going to get him. He's like, like, oh, I don't know. This little boy, he will not he will not <laughs> sign with me. I need I need to offer his his boss some more money. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, I mean, this is funny, but really, just get to the match, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just I like I like everyone involved in the AHFO stuff. I just don't like them all being together. Like if it's just Hardy and private party and then I'd want butcher and blade doing their own stuff. And then on Friday to keep doing the Darby, trying to buy him stuff. They just, just all them together. Stairwells. Yeah. Just all them together. It's like, okay, this is, it's like a, it's now turned into a boring version of like a, uh, like a, like a rogues gallery mm-hmm. for for like some like cheesy cartoon superhero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got this but they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. You've got this rogues gallery of all these guys are all different from each other, but they don't do anything. They just sit in a sit in a friggin' stairwell and giggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's very strange and but I I can't wait for that match whenever it happens. I hope it's not a uh, ramp on revolution because that's way too long to do this. It's got to happen sooner, but I'm worried that they're going to drag it out for yeah ages. I could see them doing it before rampage or revolution. Sorry, <laughs> they got too many R names. Um, but I mean, with the main event of this show, it's like, well, I thought that was going to be at revolution, but it was on TV, so I don't know what's going to happen now. Uh, I think it's going to be the stipulation match is going to happen. Yeah, I at Revolution that. for that one. Mm-hmm. I think, as I've said, I think it's I think it's a strap or a cage, one mm-hmm. of the two. Um, but yeah, moving on to something that I did like a lot more. This was oh, this was awesome. The Knights of the Black Throne, no, not Knights of the Black Throne, was actually what it said on their uh, yeah, the other their lower third, but <laughs> but it's uh, what, Kings. Kings of the Black Throne. Mm-hmm. Um, 
versus Penta and Pac of Death Triangle. This was awesome. Pac got let out by Alex Abrahantis mm-hmm. as if he was blind with the blindfold on. Looking like I a... guess they just want us to conveniently forget that he lowered his blindfold mm-hmm. in the video the previous week, but yeah, we'll just uh, retcon that. But he yeah. said uh, he came out looking like a what's that movie with Sandra Bullock where she the monsters will attack you if you look at them. Uh, I never saw Bird it. Box Bird or Box or something. Yeah. yeah. I never <laughs> I saw, saw a bunch. One. I saw a bunch of people saying he looked like that. I said he looked like Daredevil. Like the, or that guy from, uh, wasn't there a guy from Mortal Kombat? <laughs> yeah. Kenshi. The Kenshi, blind yeah. samurai guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it started out great. Pac was uh, dodging all of Malachi strikes, uh, Malachi Black strikes, uh, while he while he had the blindfold on, so he looked like a friggin' blind warrior, like Daredevil. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. And then uh, he ended up sending Malachi the ring, and then he rips down the the uh, the blind or the the whatever. Yeah, whatever. Blindfold. Yeah, blindfold. Thank you. That's the word. <laughs> he rips off the blindfold to reveal that he can see. And we're like, well, we know, but yeah. he's like, ah, we're like, okay, that's still cool. Yeah. I'll just, I'll suspend my disbelief there. That's still awesome. Um, then Death Triangle, they're just doing these awesome tandem moves. They're working in unison. They do like a double your heart, moonsaults, uh, which were crazy. And they were just, uh, they're just beating down Malachi Black until Brody came in and just served as Malachi's ace in the hole. Yeah. He's, just, he's just like, like enough of this boulder. Yeah. club. <laughs> Yeah. Um and then then Pac was just getting his ass beat for a while. Um uh Black and Pac had amazing back and forth strikes at one point. It just looked like a martial arts movie in mm-hmm. the middle of the ring, just dodging, blocking, jumping kicks, really cool stuff. And then we had the more physical exchange between Penta and Brody, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. The the two heavies. Um then we have another back and forth between Black and Penta, which results in Malachi hitting the black mist into Penta's eyes, which I liked into the mask. It mm-hmm. was cool. This allows them to hit the Dante's Inferno. I thought this was a really, I thought it was a, an excellent match, but like an excellent TV match. You know that there's more there if they want to, but I'm try- I don't know if this is a blow off yet. Quite. Yet. I don't think so. I think Malachi and Puck are going to have a singles match to blow it off. But we also need to have Phoenix come back so they can hopefully bring in another member. And you and I, I don't know if we talked about it on stream, but we've already, uh, I know in our old talks, we've talked about who we want on it. Oh, yes. Yeah, I was like, it's... I was like, who did we talk about? Yes. Yeah, yes. Who we want Swerve. is Swerve. <laughs> my favorite version of Swerve. And this is like, kind of a little known version he wrestled a bit for progress and he was the tag team partner of sammy callahan there mm-hmm. and he would come out in a in a black leather jacket with a black bandana they would come out to hardcore punk music um he would come out on top on the shoulders of sammy callahan mm-hmm. um all head banging and everything it was really cool and it fits perfectly mm-hmm. with uh with black and Brody King. Yeah. And also Malachi black has been 
on his Instagram has been po- has been they they're good friends, mm-hmm. Black and Swerve, and he's been posting things on his stories involving Swerve. Yeah. Involving Shane Strickland. So mm-hmm. yes, I need that. This is yeah. I need this. That'd be cool. And I think to the um not the uh, in, insider fans, like just a more casual fan, they'd be like, "Oh, this is cool that he's in the group." Like they they wouldn't really know the connection and stuff too, so it'd be cool. Yeah, I think it's it would be a a team that would be unexpected. Mm-hmm. I mean, sort of unexpected. It'd be like unexpected, people, but they'd fit well together because yeah, like for people that know that they're friends and know that they're close and know that Swerve has modeled Malachi Black's clothing mm-hmm. and know that Malachi Black posts about Swerve's music and this mm-hmm. and that, they would they would know that. But knowing that he can play that character because mm-hmm. we've seen it, like his yeah. kill shot character leans a little more into something like that as well. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it would be very cool. But who knows? Maybe he goes to MLW and he just redoes Killshot with the Azteca stuff. Yeah, that's true. I just want Swerve in AEW because he's oh, me too, and absolutely me too. He'd be a big get for them. Very big get. Um, Yes. So next we have we had the segment with Adam Cole in the back, and I like this. Adam Cole Mm -hmm. has kind of he switched his tone, which is good. Because this is, I feel like this is what people were getting on him about. And I don't mean, um, I don't mean people who were being genuine. I mean, people who were being, um, bad faith. Mm-hmm. They're saying like, oh, he's too jokey. He's not the same Cole. He hadn't flipped that switch yet. He's got two modes in, in WWE. He only did the one mode, but he's got mm-hmm. two. Um, yeah. and he flipped it here. I love that he was saying I am undefeated my record reflects this if anyone brings up Orange Cassidy I'll slap them in my mouth I am a he did not beat me because my record reflects Mm -hmm. this and I love that he kept he kept saying go back to my record it Mm -hmm. reflects that I am the top person in this company right now um he said that everyone has been disrespecting him in this place and in this company and online and he said next week He's going to show everybody, um, um, everybody in this company what he's after, and he's going to do that by be by beating Evil Uno, and or no, he this is on uh, this is on Rampage. This is a Rampage mm-hmm. match, so obviously he's going to beat Evil Uno, which is going to start him down the line towards Adam Page, mm-hmm. which I think is great. However, we've already seen this with. Brian Danielson. So I hope he doesn't just go down the road of beating all of the Dark Order again, but it is there for them to do. I just don't want them to do the exact same thing again. Yeah. I mean, there's different ways you could do it. You could just have him beat Evil Uno and then just say, look, I beat your friend. I'm coming after you now, Hangman. Like, he doesn't have to go through every single member. But, I mean, there's other things they can do. They will change it up, but... um, Mm -hmm. It will, and he has some more. He has more people, unlike um, yes. Which surprisingly, none of my. I mean, there was a huge snowstorm in Chicago, so that I figured that's why we didn't see a lot of people on the show last night. Yeah, we didn't see the Bucks, which was weird. We didn't see Bucks or, or Red Dragon or Red Dragon. They could still be off because of Kyle O'Reilly's kid. Yeah, that's true. True, very true. But I feel like maybe some people just 
weren't able to make it. Yes, that's possible. Which, Some flights could have been canceled and yeah. or delayed, or and I know they had a huge snowstorm, and they they still had a pretty packed house. I could only see a few empty seats, which is cool. Yeah, people showed up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so after that, we had the Nyla Rose versus Ruby Soho match. I love this match. I thought this match was great. Yeah, this match was fun. This was this was the enormous monster heel versus the tiny baby face. Mm-hmm. This was. The classic match formula. Um, notice how this match stood out more by yeah. not having uh, another exact same match before or after it. Mm-hmm. Um, Soho comes out and has Lars Fredrickson take off her jacket for her, mm-hmm. which is nice, which was a reference to the last time they faced yeah. each other <laughs> where she couldn't get her coat off. Yeah. And she goes into the ring and throws the jacket in Nyla Rose's face, yeah, which the, I like. Her jacket got revenge. Which was cool, um, but Nyla just overcomes Soho easily, just asserts her dominance, and then just keeps dominating her for ninety five percent of the match. Mm-hmm. Like is just working her over, like slow, methodical, just grinding her down. Um, we know Ruby Soho has a hurt shoulder; she's working over that shoulder the whole time. Um, she looked great doing so. Um, the crowd was the crowd was sort of into it. Like there were some good chants, but mm-hmm. the overall noise wasn't necessarily there. Again, that that'll kinda happen when you only do one women's match per week. Mm-hmm. But or per show, because there's not a, there's no investment. But it they, they were they were trying, which was nice. Um but yeah, Nyla's just beating that ass until they get out get out onto the apron where they're having an exchange on the apron. Ru- Ruby rallies she picks up Nyla Rose on her shoulders and then hits her with almost like a cross between a cutter and a DVD. Just yeah, that was... drops Nyla right on her face. Yeah. Yeah, That's it was cool. kind of like a cutter, like a had her up on her shoulders and then did the little cutter onto the uh, the apron, which was just brutal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, loved that spot. Then they go back, go back into the ring. Soho hits the no future. She goes for the pin, but Vicky breaks it up by pulling Nyla's foot under the ropes. And then they they go back and forth some more. Nyla ends up on the on the top turnbuckle, and Ruby Soho, like she did in their last match, goes for the no future, holding on to Nyla Rose's hand. But Nyla Rose grabs the rope, prevents Soho from hitting it. Soho ends up hurting her back in the process, landing on the ground. And some people thought it was a botch, but it was not. I saw one of those like AEW botched accounts post. Yeah. I was like, that, that wasn't a botch at all. Like that. Was... No, it's it's not a botch. <laughs> it's literally a callback to their last yeah. match. Yeah, that's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, this is, I guess I always say this. AEW does this. Um, mm-hmm. The wrestlers learn from their previous matches. This mm-hmm. is literally a callback to the previous match. Nyla Rose hooked her arm underneath the rope so mm-hmm. that Ruby Soho couldn't push her. And as a result, Ruby Soho f- ended up falling on her back mm-hmm. with Nyla Rose not there. And then Nyla Rose hit the swanton or hit the senton on her while she wasn't even like on the ground. Yeah. yeah she was like on her knees. Awesome. It was yeah, so it brutal. Like she squashed her. Yeah, it was good. And then she picked her up for the beast bomb. Just an incredible ending to this match. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And so, yeah, if people didn't see it, that was not a botch. Nyla <laughs> Rose was defending that spot because mm-hmm. of the previous match that ended in that exact way. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so now... Yeah, so do you have any, any more thoughts on that? I know you love the match. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It's a big win for Nyla. And, uh, yeah, I just liked it. It's a big win for Nyla. I really liked the match. Uh, uh, more of this. More matches like that. Yeah, I love that she called her spot too. And I, f- <laughs> I feel like Nyla's going to be... I'm hoping that she's going to be challenging for the TNT title. Yeah. Because I feel like that would be, really be a really nice match between the two. Mm-hmm. We've seen her against Brett multiple times, so I don't mm-hmm. really want to see that match again mm-hmm. so soon. So I think against uh I think against Jade would be really would be a really good one. It would be a nice test for Jade. Because okay. she's faced people who are much smaller than her. To face mm-hmm. somebody who's more on her level would be very interesting. Yeah, for sure. A very different dynamic. Okay, so next we had Kind of actually a really funny segment. Yeah, this was funny. <laughs> with the ass boys jumping Jungle Boy. Um, so Papa Ass and the Ass Boys, they they walk up on Jungle Boy in the in the back. Jungle Boy takes off his jacket, he swings at them, they're beating him down, they throw they kick him out the door outside, and we just said that Chicago had a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. So they kick him out onto the wet ground. He's covered in like wet slush. It's disgusting. Yeah, that and gross then, road and then slush after the snow melts. Papa ass grabs him, throws him into the s- snowbank, which again, it's like wet snow. It's gross. He's he bounces off the snowbank and then outruns the naked dinosaur. And I mean, here's the thing: everyone is no one's basically wearing a shirt. Yeah, no. <laughs> Two ass boys are wearing. Are wearing toques and scarves and no yeah. shirts, which is so Billy funny. Gu- Billy Gunn has a cutoff shirt. Um, Jungle Boy is just in a t-shirt. <laughs> the, the Luchasaurus runs out into the cold, which, mm-hmm. as people remember, the Ice Age killed the dinosaurs. Yeah. So this is this is significant. Yeah. I, I tweeted out the dad in me was just pissed off that no one in this segment had a jacket on. <laughs> but then have, having the ass boys run away, going like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was hilarious. They just ran down the road. <laughs> Shirtless. Mm-hmm. Trying not to slip on the ice. Very funny yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, it was uh it was very amusing. I liked it. It was funny. Okay. So after that, we after that little segment, we go down to the ring and it's hangman. Finally we get to see some hangman talking in the ring. Mm-hmm. He talks that he's been uh champion for 82 days and he said right at the beginning of the year that he wanted to be a fighting champion and he's been begging for fights and he's only fought one guy. He fought him twice. But still like he's like what what gives? I want to be a fighting champion. This is bullshit. Um I don't like this. Then of course Adam Lambert or Damn Dan Lambert. Lambert comes out again <laughs> with a uh, with Jake the Snake, and he's there. He's just rambling. He's like, "Oh, I'm shocked that a millennial was able to get here in the snow." <laughs> like stupid, stupid jokes. And then Jake the Snake grabs the mic and just, "Hey, I'm Jake the Snake. You're scared of the boogeyman in the dark." Yeah. Or, uh. so I was like, "Whatever, Jake." 
<laughs> and then uh, Lance Archer grabs the mic. He's like, oh, shut up. <laughs> he just runs to the ring himself. He's like, you two, you two old guys, shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he runs to the ring. They have a, a good brawl. Hangman hits him with a tope. Then Archer slams him into the steel steps and he picks that him up for the gnarly. He picks him up for the blackout and throws him through the announce table. Or not the announce table, the the timekeeper table. Timekeeper table. Okay, cool. This is a cool brawl. Um, mm-hmm. we're gonna get this match next week. It's gonna be the Texas Death Match. That'll be fun, at least. It'll be a good match. We know that. Mm-hmm. That's what Archer's good at. Yeah. And we haven't you know really Hangman's seen... gonna bleed. <laughs> we haven't seen Hangman in a match like that yet, so that'll mm-hmm. be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see him actually use a rope. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, bring out the Hangman's rope. That's the only time I ever want to see him do that, but mm-hmm. I could see him do it here. Or like a bull rope or something. Yeah. Bring out the, the, the cowbell. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Um, yeah, I don't need to see Adam Lambert anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I don't need to see him and Jake fighting over mic time. Here, you give me the mic. No, I'm not done making fun mm-hmm. of women. Well, like, no, I'm yeah, I'm not here for that. And having Archer be like, ah, you two shut up. Yeah, I don't know why Archer needs two, two guys, but yeah, <laughs> I like Archer and Jake, but. I sort of like Archer and Jake. I just, you remember like the early days when they'd do those vignettes and it'd just be Jake talking and Archer would be in the background just destroying fools. And Yeah, it would, Jake bless his heart when he was more coherent. Mm-hmm. And there's those one, there's that one backstage one they did where Archer threw that dude through a seat, the ceiling. That was like the coolest yes. thing ever. <laughs> just to have him do more of that stuff. Yeah, man. Or like when they're in the alleyway that one time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, we've seen recently that when Archer speaks on the mic, he's not good at it. Mm-hmm. So he does need someone like this. He can't. He can't talk. Yeah. Um. He's talked on on dark recently, and it was like, "Ooh, this is a little rough." Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I you see. just need him to say everybody dies, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Do the basic '90s stuff with him. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You don't have to rethink the wheel. You don't have to go after millennials or anything. It's it's Which fine. I say this every time it's brought up. We're both millennials and we're both almost 40. So it's not like, we're like you, you know, it's millennials aren't young anymore. So I don't know what people are always doing. <laughs> yeah. It's uh no, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So weirdly enough, we're already at the main event. Yeah. This main event was, are we talking about the Jericho segment at all? Or are we just Oh, segment? yeah. I kind of skipped it, which uh, it wasn't anything. It's fine. There wasn't anything there. Jericho, he basically just says, Proud and powerful. You hurt my feelings. It was embarrassing. Why did you do this? You need to yeah. apologize. I I am now the influencer. I yeah, am he's the influencer. What the hell? <laughs> I'm the influencer of AW because he says, What does Eddie have some sort of influence over you? No one's more influenced influential in aw than me i'm the kendall jenner of fucking aw it's like oh good god jericho whatever he has become a bit man like he's just trying to get these his bits over is, is what it seems like i now. did like that he he dropped uh gfy yeah that was bad so there, that, that's that's the silver lining Influ- <laughs> in, i'm the influencer is not any better 
but uh, we'll mm-hmm. see. Um, and he says that next week, uh, Jericho demands a full inner circle team meeting in the middle of the ring so they can sort all their shit out. And attendance is mandatory. Like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Again, with you remember this during the pandemic, when every week it was like a inner circle town hall. He's got this is Jericho's list of like names for meetings. Mm-hmm. Big long list: town hall, parlay, um, mm-hmm. team meeting, uh, whatever. It's it's fun. It was funny for a bit, and now mm-hmm. that now that Jer- now that I just want Jericho gone, it's not as funny. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like, because, like, Sammy, he wears his inner circle jacket, but he doesn't do anything with the inner circle anymore. No, it's like, once you're, once you're not using them anymore, then just let it, let it die. And the Mm -hmm. thing is, is this is not Jericho's fault, because he's on record as saying that he pitched the inner circle breaking up Mm -hmm. after Blood and Guts, and it was, or I don't know if it was that, but like, shortly after Blood and Guts, and it was, um... It was Tony Khan that said no. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Tony Khan said no because they haven't used them. Yeah, after the what was the final team? Was it the they did the stadium stampede, which yeah, was unnecessary. Yeah. yeah, they worked backwards. They went stadium. They went blood guts stadium stampede singles match. <laughs> yeah, they just they fifty fiftied that mm-hmm. uh, the booking between those two factions. Just just don't do that. I don't. I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Moving on. Yes, so now to the main event. Now this is MGF versus CM Punk. I don't really know if I want to just roll through all of this match because this match is so long. So we should just yeah. talk talk about our favorite moments of this. I will say when it, they came out, it was like uh, eight fifteen my time. So I was like, "There's forty five minutes left." Usually, and then you know they said with the twenty minute time limit, I was like, "Wait, what's going on here?" And then. <laughs> But we well, we soon found out how they got around the time restraints. Which yeah, was very smart, and I liked it. Yeah, this match was incredible. I <laughs> loved every second of it. Um, this was MJF's cheating and limb work versus Punk's just absolutely broken body, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Um, I really like uh, the New York Yankees tights was awesome, yes. which is a reference to Punk who wore New York Yankees tights when he beat uh, CM or when he beat John Cena, John Cena. Yeah. Which is good. That's really good. I liked, uh, I mean, obviously my favorite spot we'll get to, but I like the, when he had MJF in the, the ropes in the ropes, they did the Toro Yano spot that, that popped me, which, yeah, the, uh, the, the, like the, what like whack a mole, like, like yeah, like whack a mole, totter like Peter totter. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. I think MJF's been watching a lot of New Japan because last week he did the Kinta cross sit on someone, and this week he did the Yano spot. Oh, he's definitely a uh, a tape watcher for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that MJF ran away again in this, and Punk just ch- <laughs> he chased him up those stairs, grabbed a beer, smashed the beer on his head. He got a fan to chop MJF. Apparently the fan is like a MMA okay. guy. Yeah. So like I saw he's that. known. Mm-hmm. So like they yeah. knew that guy was up there mm-hmm. to do that. Um, and he crotched MJF on the, on the railing, beat his ass all the way back down. Um, 
he queued up a body slam symphony, which I like. Yeah, which is I like, love that he's gotten a body slam over. <laughs> I love you got it. A, you got a one more time chant for a body slam. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, the same crowd reaction for the as the power bombs, which is mm-hmm. so funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so th- this is where Punk he injures his arm. He goes to do a spear. MJF gets out of the way. He hits it on the hits it on the post, and this is where MJF just starts working over that shoulder. To the point where Punk can't use it for anything. There's multiple times in this match he went for the GTS and couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, MJF takes him out, puts his arm on the on the timekeeper's table and stamps on it. And the timekeeper's table broke in the perfect way underneath his arm. Yeah, it looked like he broke his wrist. That was, that was a good spot. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and then back in back inside the ring, MJF he's able to take he takes uh, a, some tape off of his, I guess off of his uh, wrist tape. Look at his wrist tape, yeah. And uh, he chokes out CM Punk, but does it within a uh, within like a rear naked choke or something, and the ref doesn't see it, and the crowd's going nuts because they announced that MJF has won the match. Mm-hmm. But there's like 20 minutes left in the show, maybe even half an hour left in the show. And they're booing. They're confused. Um, Bryce goes to lift up MJF's hand and the tape falls on the ground. Bryce sees it. He's like, oh, no, we're he calls over the uh, the timekeeper. He says, we're restarting this match. I'm not I'm not going to allow this. So the match restarts. The crowd goes insane. MJF is pissed. He shoves Bryce. Bryce shoves him back. He shoves him right into a into a roll up, which is nice for a one, for a two count from Punk. Um, Punk's body is breaking down from all these moves. He's mm-hmm. got a hurt shoulder. He hurt his knee on somewhere too, and then MJF just starts chop blocking the knee, and mm-hmm. he's he's going for uh, he's going for both. He get he locks him into a. So, uh, I don't know what the move was, but sort of like a GTS. No, that's a go to sleep. Um, mm-hmm. what's the STF? Uh, he, yes, he locks him in something like an STF where he's able to get the arm and the legs, yeah. and he's wrenching he's like on the both. William Regal version of it, the Regal stretch. He, he's yeah, up like that. Yeah, it was like a regal stretch, and he so he's yanking on both the knee and the shoulder. I was like, "Oh, this is fucking awesome! Mm-hmm. That is so good." Um, Punk goes for the GTS. He can't, and his legs are wobbling. He's wobbling with each strike. They are having a strike exchange, and he looks like he, like he looks like a GI Joe where all the fucking limbs are loose and wobbling all over the place. Like they're about the. They're about to fall off. Um, at one point, he he just tries to stand up, and his leg gives out. And the whole time, all this was happening with his knee. I was like, "Please have it be that a last ditch effort is the is the Pepsi plunge." I know he's mm-hmm. probably not going to do it because he hasn't done it in seventeen years. He didn't do it in his whole WWE run because he said that. He he stopped doing it because his knees were so bad. Yeah, and it was really hard on his knees. Mm-hmm. And which it has to be that looks nuts. And he had his knee pads down. <laughs> yeah, it's like the story of the match is how his body can't do this stuff anymore. And mm-hmm. it's like okay, 
my last stitch effort with my knee being so bad in this match is to go for the Pepsi plunge. And when he did it, I went apoplectic. <laughs> I was, I... My fists were pumping in the air. My legs were kicking <laughs> while I was on the couch. That I was, was a legit move. I never thought I'd see again because of what he said about his knees exploding. If he would do it again. Is... It was so perfect for the story of the match. <laughs> so perfect. Um, then Punk goes for a tombstone. He can't hit it because of his arm. He uh, he sets up for the G or he did. He hit an elbow drop at one point mm-hmm. and he's he's going to go for the GTS, but he can't get it. MJF rolls out of the ring. And then we see a conflicted Wardlow come down the ramp. We don't know who he's there for. The announcers don't know who he's there for. Um, so like, oh, uh, we don't we don't know where this man's allegiances lie. And he, but he steps over uh, MJF and blocks Punk from getting to him. So we're like, oh shit, here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, but then. He's he's eye to eye with CM Punk, but then he walks around to the other side of the ring, let lets Punk go out to MJF. So he rolls him in the ring. The ref is still a little distracted by um, by Wardlow at this point, and this allow and so is Punk, and this allows MJF to put on the diamond ring. Uh, CM Punk turns around, gets clocked with it, then he gets uh he gets pinned for the one, two, three. The crowd is dead silent, mm-hmm. but in like a really good shocked way. Because yeah. they were they were shocked and booing before mm-hmm. when MJF choked him out. But now they are absolutely dead silent. And I like this. I heard it actually negatively affected a rampage, but whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I think this is kind of cool. That's funny. I didn't see that, but that. That makes sense that it did. Everyone just kind of pissed off during the tapings of that. Or like they're just gutted mm-hmm. that they just watched uh, Punk lose. But then when they're showing the replay, um, they show from a different angle while Wardlow was standing in front of uh, MJF blocking CM Punk. He actually slipped the ring to MJF yeah. at that time. And the announcers didn't pick it up until they showed the replay from a different angle. Because the way they shot it, nobody saw it. Because mm-hmm. they were shooting it from the other side. It was just perfect stuff. I loved it. It was it was a fucked finish. But for me, it's any finish, any run-in, any result, any comedy is all good if done well. Yeah. You can do anything if it's done well. I don't care what you do as as long as you perfect it. And this was it perfected. Mm -hmm. This is exactly how you do it. Yes, this was great. MJF, MJF, it makes sense when he does fucky finishes like this because it's MJF. He's the ultimate heel. Yeah, that's his fucking gimmick with that ring, man. Mm -hmm. And I loved that they just, you could tell they broke kayfabe as they say because you could you could i could blatantly see mjf telling punk thank you and like thank you so much and all that stuff like right after the match was over <laughs> i love so, that i didn't catch that but yeah. i i saw when you said that and i mm-hmm. thought that was really good because mm-hmm. you know how M- you know mjf is so he must have absolutely loved that punk broke out the pepsi plunge to beat mjf yeah because it's i mean it's, 
they've done it for the storyline on the show, but it's documented. MJF is a huge CM Punk fan. Yeah, so. that, that's <laughs> iconic. That's an iconic move. Mm-hmm. Um, CM Punk lost his first match in AEW, and it's to MJF. Mm-hmm. Really in Chicago, mm-hmm. like this is. CM this Punk, will be a historic match for yeah. MJF. CM Punk. I mean, MJF was already over and made, but, but he CM made Punk, him. He made yeah, him even CM, more. Yeah, CM Punk made him last night, and that's that's what you want from your veterans is, you know, to make make people and put people over when the time's right. And this is the perfect opportunity to do it because now MJF could say, "I beat CM Punk twice in one match." Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Here's the thing, like. They could conceivably, I mean, I don't think they will, but they could conceivably, MJF, just be like, okay, on to Hangman. Yep. I was just thinking that. They could do, and Adam Cole's coming, they could do a three-way of uh, Hangman, uh, Cole, and MJF at Revolution. For sure, man. There, There's all kinds of things they can do. I, I do think it, they'll probably uh, do CM Punk versus MJF round two. I do too. And I, th- and I think MJF probably still beats him. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they do. Because then they MJF a... can continue on to go against Hangman. But you mm-hmm. never know. But now that I brought it up, I would love to see a three-way with Hangman, Cole, and MJF. And Cole and MJF trying to outheal each other. That'd be hilarious. No, it'd be good. Good stuff. <laughs> like trying to be, each each one of them trying to be super sneaky. And I think like Pinnacle versus Elite and Red Dragon would be a pretty sweet feud. It would be. It would be great. Uh you'd have to kind of babyface one of them. Oh, but... Elite would be babyfaces for sure. Yes. But you have because... to turn them babyface, I mean. They're not babyfaces right now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You have so to maybe don't do it. Maybe you'd... do it a few months from now or something. But Yeah. But, oh my god, I I saw someone pitch the uh the next uh Blood and Guts is Daniel Bryan and his crew versus Mox and his crew. Well, that'd be cool. Would be that'd it would be, be interesting. Really cool. I don't know I don't know if all those guys suit that match, but it would be fun still. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's funny. The next episodes, I really only see a bunch of matches for Rampage and only one for Dynamite. So that's interesting considering all the people who can show up at Dynamite. Because a lot Dynamite? of people can show up at Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah, because there's uh, all those contracts are finished now. Yep. So we have the uh, tomorrow on Friday, we have Cole versus Evil Uno, Starks versus Jay Lethal for the uh, FTW title. We have Rosa versus uh, Mercedes Martinez, which I'm really, really excited for. Yes. That match is going to fuck. Um, And then we have Sammy versus Isaiah Cassidy, which is low-key going to be a banger because the last time we saw Isaiah Cassidy in a singles match, it was very good. Mm-hmm. Both him and Mark Quinn have had excellent singles matches. So I'm actually super excited for that. Even though I'm not. <laughs> but it's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Dynamite, we have Hangman versus Archer. And that's the only match announced. Yeah, I'm looking at their Twitter right now. That is the only match they have announced. Maybe they're... Worried about more snow or as something. Far as <laughs> so I they know. don't want to announce anything. But yeah, it's... But what they a... also have been doing is on Rampage, they'll name a lot of matches for... Oh, they will. But it's still 
interesting that it's so wide open mm-hmm. for next week, which I think allows for surprises. Not saying there will be surprises, but we could have. I don't know when Swerve's contract is up. I think his is. His will be a little later, I think, because he got released after. Keith yeah, but not Martin. much. Yeah, like, did you uh, see at one of the Warrior, Warrior wrestling shows they're doing Athena versus Thunder Rosa? Yeah, <laughs> that's nuts. That's gonna be an awesome match. Yeah, that'll be amazing. Yeah, so we could have we can have Athena, we can have Keith Lee, we can have Mia Yim, we can have. I think those are just the big three there. Yeah, but there's also Biff Busick as well. Yeah. He's oh man, who has ties. Yes, yes, the PWG connections. But uh, yeah, that dude, I want to see him unshackled by WWE again, where he just comes out and starts slapping the shit out of people because <laughs> he's awesome. Um, Then not long after, I think, I think it was only a week or two after that they released all of Hit Row. Mm-hmm. So Swerve's coming soon. I'm not, I can't say that any of these guys are for sure coming. I know SRS said that he's he said I wouldn't be so certain that Keith Lee is coming to AEW, but who knows? I, I think he probably is. He's too big of a star. I was gonna say I I love all the other people released, but I've said it a few times on here, they've gotta sign Keith Lee. That dude is a mega star, they've gotta sign him. Oh, back up the Brinks truck to him and swerve <laughs> easily. Athena, <laughs> Mia Yim even. Mm-hmm. as well like all of them yeah the the problem now is they've signed so many of these other lesser guys yeah that that got released as well it's like oh okay you you really did bloat the roster again like we have these people who are coming off the roster uh like in marco stunt and leo and potentially joey janella as well even though he's putting in the work to stay with his body. Mm-hmm. Like he looks fantastic right now. Yeah. I really um, like the match him and uh, Lee Moriarty had on him. It was good. And his match with Kingston was awesome. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he did fucking shatter Kingston's face yeah. and put him on the shelf for a bit. Kind of fucked up Hammerstein. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a huge match for Hammerstein. Mm-hmm. He really fucked them. He fucking sent, AJ Gray all the way into the fucking ladder match at the beginning of the night. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just think Keith Lee is just that special type of talent that you could, when he comes in, you can immediately put him in the world title picture and it would make sense. Those are, it's very rare when you have two guys that could come right in Mm -hmm. and with the TNT title, you can have them come in and face a guy and I would just have them come in and just fucking win. Yeah. Like, uh, just come in and win the TNT title. Mm-hmm. Just fucking, I don't, it's too bad that Sammy's lost the title, won the title, lost the title, won the title, hot potatoed mm-hmm. it back and forth with Cody a bit because they kind of muddied the waters a bit there. But I would just have either of those two guys come in and just win it. Mm-hmm. Like they, you don't have to fuck around. Yep, they're yep. they're bigger stars than than Sammy. I think mm-hmm. it's fine. I don't think it's insulting the Sammy in any way. 
Um, no, definitely not. The thing is also Face of the Revolution, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that's when Ethan Page debuted last year. Mm-hmm. So we're likely to get a debut there as well. Mm-hmm. Which could... As we've said, it would be really cool to see Wardlow win. However, if one of those two guys were to debut, I would have one of those two guys take it. Yeah. Yeah, and you can have them win it too, and that could even further the MJF Wardlow storyline too. Yes. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I would say Wardlow would be great to win that match or either of those two guys, and Swerve would be amazing in a match like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, he's very athletic. But so is Keith Lee. Keith Lee could. Yes, like he absolutely could. He's a very large man and he could do just insane things. That's Keith Lee does it like a fucking backflip off the. Yeah. And he could talk. Yeah, he, he's just a superstar. Like, <laughs> they decide him and Swerve and Athena and BAM. Those four. Sign him. And... Yeah, it would be. They would have all of NXT at that point. <laughs> yeah, they would. And we just know Gargano. We and <laughs> it sounded from Gargano's tweet last week that he's mm-hmm. coming. Yeah, I know Candace is still pregnant, so I get the feeling he's just waiting. Did you see his happens. tweet after the show last? Yeah, week? like I hear you, and yeah, I hear like you. I appreciate it. I'll see you guys soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to me, it's like okay, well, he's, yeah, he's just waiting for the baby to get here in some time then he'll he'll, he'll sure. be here soon yeah um yeah so all exciting so it's funny it's like it's weird it's almost like in AEW. it's like well it's not exciting unless someone's debuting <laughs> someone's the... always debuting at a certain point they are gonna have to stop a bit and just focus on that's the only bad thing about all these debuts and stuff is that like every week you'll see tweets and in the Facebook group and stuff like who's debuting tonight. And like people kind of get addicted to that sort of thing. And that rush. Like, like you yeah. want it, you you do want it, you crave it. And then, but then you're like, wait, when's the last time I saw this guy? And when's the yeah. last time I saw that guy or fucking that woman is like, geez, mm-hmm. like the, the women, you never see them. Mm-hmm. Cause like, it's like, they just rotate the 20 women they have through, like uh, through two matches a week on yeah. per month, it's it's wild. Okay, so, so I feel like we uh we're cut up now. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any. Is there anything we should talk about before? Nope. We hang it up. Anything coming nope. this week? It's actually a pretty quiet weekend for wrestling, as considering how it has been with. The, a bunch of big shows every weekend lately, but it's pretty quiet. Yeah, this like, there's no uh, no Kendrick level news. N- nothing nothing bad today. Nope. That's good. Let's keep it that way. Yeah. All right. See ya. See ya.